0: Welcome once again to Talking Point. you on the voice of the Cape with myself, Aslam Kasim, as well as our technician over there. That's uh, Mr. Muhammad Timo, um with me, and he'll be here till 12 this evening. Uh, so inshallah, make dua that he has a safe journey home as well. And then also at the same time, make dua for Buta Jamil Wallace as well inshallah that uh, he will see you he will return once again you will hear his voice once again in the, in the not too distant future inshallah but for now we continue our series of journey to hajj and that's with our beloved sheikh ibrahim abrams we will explore the journey one will take not just physically but spiritually as well as we know hajj being the fifth pillar of islam and we all wish that we can embark on this very important journey at least once in a lifetime inshallah so we will continue from last week so Firstly,
1: to our guest, uh, Assalamu Alaikum wa Rahmatullahi wa Alaikum Wa Anni kum Salam wa wa Barakatuh. Sheikh, we trust you well, inshallah. Allahu <laughs> Akbar. Alhamdulillah. You look well. Subhanak. <inaudible> Alhamdulillah. We thank Allah We cannot thank Allah Taala for Allah's favours. Inshallah. I don't think we do justice when it comes to that. May Allah be merciful upon us and forgive us our shortcomings. Amin, Sheikh. Sheikh, once again, you. You you always inspire us when it comes
0: to this topic I'm sure we other heard topics heard. as well But more I so heard. with this topic I You heard. can once again inshallah share with us um, Advice and As well as um, The spirituality of this journey inshallah
1: Ya Rabb, lalala lalala kawata illa billah Mualna bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim Alhamdulillahi wa hada wa salatu Wa salamu ala man la nabiya ba'ad Rabbi sharah li sadri Wa yassil li amri Wa hlugdatan min lisani Yafqahu kawli اللهم علمنا بما ينفعنا ونفعنا بما علمتنا الجلال والإكرام السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته for all our الحمد لله in our last session we were dealing, we, were, we are at this moment dealing on a hadith we in the Nabi SAW emphasize and we use this as the um, uh, what does it say, the, the theme for this hadith yes. with uh, the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam خُذُوا mm-hmm. عَنِّي مَنَاسِكَكُمْ لَا أَدَرِي لَأَلِّي لَا أَحُجُّ بَعْدَ take from me your pattern of hajj I do not know but I will perform another hajj after this and it's, on this basis comes forth the hadith that is so commonly known of the hadith of Jabir ibn Abdullah of which he explains and executes and carries out the hajj with the great grandchildren of the Nabi sallallahu performing the hajj with him, as done by the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu It stems from an issue of where the great grandchildren asked many sahaba radiallahu anhum, as to be able to indi- indicate for us what was the hajj like of the Nabi sallallahu And many of them, at reference, made referrals to Jabir and said to them, go to Jabir, he would be best for you wa We've gone in the hadith, we've reached at the stand at this stage back in Mina after Arafah. Mm. When the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wa sallam has done what we call the pelting of the jamarat at Mina, and after the pelting of the jamarat, the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wa sallam went to slaughter the sheep. Um at the slaughterhouse, we've indicated to the fact that the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wa sallam with his own hands as what Jabir indicates to us with his own hands he slaughtered 63 sheep mm-hmm. but there was a hundred sheep slaughtered that day 63 did it by the hands of the nabi sallallahu many of these scholars say it very much indicates that the nabi sallallahu slaughtered one sheep for every year of his life allahu akbar and then what we do see happens thereafter the nabi sallallahu has allowed sayyidna ali radiallahu an, to be able to slaughter The rest of the sheep. Mm -hmm. It is noted that amongst those sheep, the Nabi has slaughtered one for each of his wives. And the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam then slaughtered one sheep on behalf of the poor people of this ummah that will never ever, due to the financial situation, Mm -hmm. be able to slaughter in their life. Wanting Allah to accept on their behalf for that. Mm -hmm. May Allah grant us to be and to understand how merciful this Nabi is towards this ummah And how far does he go to be able to see that things benefits us? May Allah grant us Khair and Barakah Mm -hmm. And that the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam has even taken one then One sheep to be able to look at all those people that will due to their circumstances will never be able to slaughter Not the you and I who are extremely rich Mm-hmm. For we are excessively rich today, and we in our extreme riches We are so greedy that we look at our riches as poverty Now oh, the and 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 yama and, mm-hmm. and And repeat we are extremely extremely mm-hmm. rich mm-hmm. Now I'm specifically referring to when you and I need to go to the shop and buy clothing Now what's the clear Allahu Akbar walillahilhamd men wil val- os as arme mense
2: mm-hmm.
1: of as ons wil occasion die huis en ons moet mense invite manval- wil mm-hmm. and it canny by ordinary winkel by high class and because die tafel moet gele met dit dat in die ander we are extremely rich the sallallahu has a reference to those people that can never, that will never, ever, never, ever in their total life have the capacity to, to serve that. Mm-hmm. Which means when you and I have so many, many opportunities that we can slaughter, we don't, are not counted amongst those people. That he didn't consider us, he didn't consider you and me, it's those very, very poor people. He intended to allow us to take the lesson from him that we share of that which we have towards those other people. Remember, just one sheep was slaughtered. Only one. So what is the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam teaching us this lesson? Not only his consideration for the fact that those people must be slaughtered for, but he's saying to us, those who can afford it, you need to consider yourself. You need to think yourself, how rich are you? How much Allah favors you to give you of Allah's favors in excess? And then when Allah asks you to offer up for the sake of Allah just one sheep in your life, or once every year, only one, then you need to ask yourself, what are you considering your Lord's appreciation? May Allah open that. the understanding for all of us that is to realize how far do we go of showing that. Now that, that which the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam slaughtered on Arafah, I mean on, on, on Mina that day, is a lesson for all, all of us to take heed of the importance of what happened to Nabi Ibrahim's son and how slaughtering is an important factor for us on Aidul Adha. What then happened? Now, uh, I'm sorry that I'm adding the processes of this in the hadith, mm-hmm. but the hadith then takes us to the process of where the Nabi, mm-hmm. after doing the slaughtering, he left mm-hmm. from Mina and went to, to, to Makkah on his camel. And jabit says, and we then moved with the Nabi. Mm-hmm. Sallallahu in this hadith, the Jabir reminded us every time, he says, The Nabi sallallahu repeated these words over and over on the whole Hajj mm-hmm. by saying to us, mm-hmm. He said it on Arafah, He said it on Muzdalifah, He said it on Ar- in Mina before he went to Arafah. He now returned turned back after the pelting and he said again to them, Take from me your patent of Hajj. La mm-hmm. adri, I do not know, La ali, most probably, La ahuju I might not perform another Hajj after this. Well, it, it's emphatic to be able to identify, number one, that the Nabi repeats this so continuously from the moment he started on the, on the journey of hajj from Medina. Right through the whole process, it's been repeated continuous. And until this moment, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we find the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa leaving then from Mina, off to Mecca, and then performed the Waqt of Duwar in Mecca. The Waqt of Dhawr was performed in Mecca. Where the Nabi performed first the Tawaf and then the Sai. First the Tawaf, and after the Tawaf, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa went down to the Zamzam to, 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 to drink of the well. And the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa addressed the people of the family of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The Nabi said to them, was it not that I am the leader of the people that I must, I would have stand here to serve the hujaj water to drink? thing, <laughs> But unfortunately my responsibility is that greater than what this is. So forgive me. If I'm not standing with him, because he was he was supposed to stand with him. Mm-hmm. Remember the issue of the the world of Zamzam belonged to the family of the Nabi sallallahu where they had to give water to the Ghajaj. No. So yeah, the Nabi sallallahu in having to, to, to mention that moment, subhanak wa la illa billah. The Nabi sallallahu wa was then given some water and he drank of the Zamzam. And we know the famous words of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa he says, ma lima shuribala the drink of, of zamzam is what you drink what the intention that you have so whatever intention you have that is what it is may Allah grant khair and baraka when you and I drink zamzam that we understand the issues of the intention and we make those intentions that Allah grants us the best of the value of zamzam inshallah Amen. Amen. so the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam then after the, the drinking of zamzam mm-hmm. the Nabi went to do, went to, to um, sofa and then entered into sofa and then from there performed the, the sa'i between safa and marwa until the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam completed. Right? And when the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam went, completed, then the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam shaved his hair. And after shaving the hair of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he relieved himself from ihram. And the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam then there returned off to Mina. And as the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi sallam returned off to Mina, the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi on the way performed the Asr Sada at one of the tribes near to Mina, not in Mina as yet. So the Nabi performed the, the, the Asr Sada on the way from, from, from Makkah to Mina. Telling us how the Nabi sallallahu wa sallam and the time friends that went with the Nabi sallallahu wa sallam in the process of the ibadah. After having performed the, the Asr Salah, the Nabi proceeded off to Mina, where the Nabi sallallahu wa arrived there. Now at, at Mina, when the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam arrived there, the Nabi met up with a lot of people coming to him. And strange enough, according to Jabir, the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa was addressed by various people and all of them saying, oh messenger of Allah, I came in from, from on, on the journey of Hajj, and I happened to have um, shaved my hair first. And then I went off to, 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 to make tawafu al-ifadah. I now, I'm only now coming down for my, 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 my slaughtering of my sheep. What is that on me? Is there any, any penalty? The Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to him, if wala kharaj. <laughs> as long as you've done it There's no harm upon you Now I, I want to emphasize this On our people That that type of repeat On that day Happened with the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam So much so that a person came to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Oh Messenger of Allah I pelted the Jamarat I went off to Mecca I came back I came back I then when to do slaughtering of the sheep, I'm only now shaving my hair. So you found every one of them have changed these four things. Mm-hmm. They mentioned it. And the Nabi sallallahu reported, reported that day, whoever came with to him, wa sallam, according to the words of Jabir, whoever came to the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi reporting whatever they did that was not in exact precision of the way the Nabi did it that day, he said to them, If always mm. do it, there's no harm upon you as long as you see that all four things has been done. There is absolutely zero fault, so there's no necessity in anybody, because if you're gonna make it a necessity that day, and remember it is in today's life, an approximate between three and five million hujaj present, if all of them must do exactly Everything is going to be a bottleneck. Mm-hmm. Everything is going to be so much form of congestion. Subhanak. That very Nabi who said, in was this hadith, the theme of it, he says, take only from me your pattern of hajj. On that moment in Mina, After having to do those four aspects, those four is number one, coming to pelt the jamarat, number two to slaughter, number three to be able to do tawaful ifada in Makkah, and number four is to be able to shave the hair for 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 the for the for the the, uh, to relieve of 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 the hajj. Those four, the Nabi says, no matter whether you do the one before the other, whether you do the first one, because Nabi didn't say that. So many people came to us and I did this one first, I did that one. Yes. And the whole time the Nabi repeated them to all of them the same answer. If Allah kh- wala kharaj, do, there is no harm upon you. Now, I've left out a certain aspect that I haven't completed, but I want to come back to that aspect. Okay, inshallah. Um, I'm so drawn to the words here with, with Sheikh. I
0: forgot the time. Hello. It's 20 after 18, inshallah. Do stay tuned. Very important topic. No stranger to the airwaves. Our beloved Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams with us this evening. So do stay tuned. The voice
1: of the cable. 191.3 FM serial
0: My radio station your radio station our radio station the voice of the Cape. We're continuing our series of Journey to Hajj with our Honorable Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams mm-hmm. and we're exploring the journey one will take not just physically but we're looking at the spiritual aspects as well. You just join us uh, now. Um, uh, Sheikh is giving us very, uh, I would say very inspirational. In fact, I lost track of time there for a moment. Uh, so interesting it was just before the break. So do stay tuned and listen very attentively. Assalamu
1: <laughs> alaikum wa rahmatullahi alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Well, now what we find happening, uh, that I've left off, I said I left off an important factor, but I want, because I know it would take time and we're running in against time. And that is the aspect of what happened with the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when he, when he shaved his hair. Hmm. When the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam sh- shaved his hair, the people came to the Nabi and they saw the Nabi shaving and they, they shaved their hair, some of them. Others came to the Nabi and did not shave their hair, hmm. they had their hair shortened. <laughs> So the, 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 the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam Raised his hands and he said Oh Allah, tell you, forgive the people Who have shaved their hair all off And then the people who heard the Nabi said that And they says And we, O Messenger of Allah Those who have shortened their hair Make dua for us as well The Nabi then answered them By saying to them Oh Allah uh, Be merciful on those people Who shave all their hair and then they repeated the Nabi the question again, said, O oh, Messenger and us, we the people that shorten shortened our hair? The Nabi again responded to them the second time by saying to them, O oh Allah, be merciful and forgive those people who have shaved all their hair off. Allahu Akbar. And then they, the, the third time they said to the Nabi, O oh, Messenger of Allah and us, we that shortened our hair? Then the Nabi responded to that call of this as if the nabi did not hear them the first three times no he emphatically heard but he emphatically wants to give all of us a clear message especially for the males now forgive me for this one I speak of experiences for years that once been for hygiene we see one of the things that is uncomfortable in our people you go for Hajj once in your life and all Allah asks you to come and offer yours, yourself to him when you get into ihram, you say, oh, Allah, I've offered everything for you. But the moment they need to go out of ihram, now they need to give the offering to Allah. Tell her, and all Allah wants of them, shave off everything of your hair. Mm. And it seems to be such a difficult task. Wow. Mm. Now Allah knows that you could return back to your people. And Allah knows that you could come back as a Hujaji. And Allah knows that you want to come with your best, best Mudir and Allah knows all that. But Allah knows what is best for you. And if you want your hajj to be given the best of reward, these are opportunities. Subhanak wa la quwwata illa billah. Thus, when the people asked the Nabi, Oh, messenger of Allah, what about us who shortened our hair? The Nabi wanted to say to them, Nay, not you people. You're not considered to the exact people who we we look at, who have shaved all their hair. You're in no way comparison. Thus, the comparison is Four to
2: one.
1: Hmm. The Nabi says, Oh Allah be merciful upon those people who shaved their hair. Oh Allah be merciful on those people who shaved all of their hair. Well oh, Allah be merciful and forgive all those people who shaved all their hair. Hmm. And because all three times these people requested from the Nabi sallallahu alaihi and then the Nabi just said after that, and those people who shortened their hair. The Nabi didn't say, Oh Allah, forgive them. or oh, Allah, be merciful upon them. Now, if the fact that it comes from the words of the Nabi is so emphatic that you and I need to learn. Mm-hmm. That this is the words of the Nabi. He makes dua. Oh Allah, be merciful. Brothers and sisters, your dua, the whole ummah's dua, all the awliya and the salihins' dua together can never, ever, ever know the dua of all the umbiya together will never, ever reach the dua of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa Ya Allahu Akbar And yet the Nabi is making dua for you and me If you're on Hajj And he's giving you an opportunity to accept Into the process of becoming part of that great dua When he says Oh Allah be merciful and forgive those people mm-hmm. Ya Rabb And We find <laughs> <"Yama mehar."> <laughs> <laughs> Who created your hair Who've given you Stale hair Or tamath Curly hair of Because I'm using the words oh, okay. that the people is using <laughs> Who's giving you the hair that you now have? Mm-hmm. Isn't that from our Lord? Mm-hmm. So your Lord is requesting you On your Hajj that you need to Relieve yourself of that hair that Allah has given us Make clean, Give a clean shave And our Nabi has done that He's even gone to the extent Requesting from us in other hadith Saying to us that we must encourage The process of the growing of the hair Whilst we are in the Umrah Mm. or when we came into Makkah do not shave your hair much so that you can get maximum value of how much hair you have on your head when you shave it, the the more hair you have the more value to the process Subhanak la hawla la billah and yeah and sorry for this one I'm speaking back of, of experiences and I, I, don't, I don't want to insult anybody. I'm saying this on the basis of the fact that those who hear us today, let us make the intention. If you have not done in the past that, and you come to recognize the seedances of the dua of the Nabi, anh, especially on Hajj, it's not an ordinary dua, it's on the greatest of ibadah and the ibadah that only can be done that's only requested of you to do once but if you get a second time then beg of Allah that we grant, we grant that opportunity when we go there we try to be able to be of the slaves of Allah mm-hmm. and of the ummah of the Nabi Muhammad <laughs> sallallahu So, which my Nabi when he commands when he's the role model when he shows me what I don't say but and and mm-hmm. because it, it happened in the very presence of the Nabi sallallahu there was people like you and me who was as weak as us and we would sometime want to put our hair in before the nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam mm-hmm. and his dua na'udhu right? billah may allah forgive all of us and grant us to be of those people who when our nabi sallallahu gives us advice and when our lord allah ta'ala guides us that we strive to be able to follow that to the best of our abilities allahumma amin amin ya rabal alamin مولانا that is from the side of the the, the when it comes to the, the the cutting of the hair and then what we do find that the nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam then thereafter that day the day of mina that which is called the 10th day the nabi sallallahu wa sallam went to rest that evening and the next 3 days now this is important to be able mm. to note the next 3 days yes the nabi sallallahu wa sallam did not much of activity mm. according to jabir except for the nabi sallallahu wasallam having to pelt jamarat mm. and the nabi sallallahu pelted the jamarat on the first day, which is the 11th day, and the 12th day, those days is called Ayyamut Tashrik. The 11th day and the 12th, day, Nabi pelted them in the Waqt of Zawal, or immediately after the Waqt of Zawal. Mm. And then the Nabi, after having pelted, the Nabi went to perform the Dwar Salah. Now, remember on the whole Hajj, we find that for every four raka'at, it was done two raka'at, except for on the day of Arafah. The act of duur and ma'aser was done together mm-hmm. by the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam doing it together and making it two rakat and two rakat, and the wakt of Maghrib and Isha that evening when the Nabi returned from left Arafah, he said the Maghrib Salah is done at, at, at Muzdalifa. the Maghrib Salah is done at Muzdalifa. so the Sahaba had to perform the Maghrib Salah at Muzdalifa. It was the wakt of Maghrib, but the Nabi said the Maghrib Salah is going to be done at Muzdalifa. so they travelled there, so in the wakt of Aisha, the Maghrib and Isha was brought together Three Raka'at for Maghrib and two Raka'at for Aisha. Mm. But on the eighth day when the Nabi came to Mina, that day the Nabi performed the work of, <coughs> uh, we said, Dhur and Asr and Maghrib and Aisha and Fajr on Mina. All of them was done two Raka'at except for Maghrib, which was three Raka'at. But everyone other than that performed two. When the Nabi returned and performed Salah on Mina, when he returned to Mina, because the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa left before Dhur, the Nabi came into Mina, into Makkah, performed the Dhur in Makkah, but it was done two raka'at. The Nabi travelled off to, to, to uh, Mina again, he performed Asr near Meena at a group of people that stayed nearby. And the Nabi sallallahu when he performed there, he performed two raka'at for Asr on that, day, on that day. And then, that is the tenth day the maghrib the nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam made 3 rak'at aisha that evening was made 2 rak'at and so right through the whole hajj of the nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam the other point i want to emphasize here in relationship to what's happening with us we find that the nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam stayed on mina for 3 days the first day of the th- of the, the 3 days with tashreeq the, the first day of tashreeq the, the nabi pelted of the of the zawal the second day the nabi pelted of uh, uh, just after zawal and the next day, the Nabi sallallahu pelted after between, sallallahu pelted after what we call uh, um, ishiraq, between ishiraq and midday, between that days where the Nabi sallallahu pelted the jamarat there and gave us permission to be able to start the throwing of the jamarat earlier. But what we do find, that, that day is usually the day when there's not a lot of people. Now, that day in the time of the Hajj of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasalam, there was no more or less people. Most of the people performed the Hajj with the Nabi sallallahu and they all performed that next day, the third day, and they pelted the Jamarat. Now, I- I'm not going to go into the ayat for right now, but there is ayat which later on which we will discuss as we go along into the subject matter of the Hajj. Mm-hmm. But I want to mention to us the act of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasalam. The Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam stayed over three days and most probably I want to, for the benefit of our people, just allow us to to, to see. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam repeats over and over saying to us, take from me your pattern of hajj. I do not know whether I will perform another one. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says to us, hajj is a necessity on our life once in our our lifetime. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam guides us along in the process. And yet you find books who tells us there's five days of hajj. People, there's not five days. That's a misconception, a gross misconception. A gross, a gross misconception from many scholars who say this five days. It is, isn't. There's six days of Hajj. The eighth day, when you enter into Ihram. Then the ninth day, which you go on Arafah. Then the tenth day, which you pelt the Jamratul Aqaba, and the slaughtering of the sheep, and going to do Tawaful Ifada. And then the eleven, the twelfth, and the thirteenth day, if you count it together, again, eight, nine, ten 11, 12, and thirteen gives us exactly six days. So there is not—it's not. It shouldn't be a misconception of us. We should come to clarity and for surety. There is exactly six days. It is totally a misconception if anybody says that there is the five days of Hajj. For Allah shows us in the Quran. I said I don't have the luxury to go there now. Allah mentioned I don't want to go to the to go to the extent because we're busy on the Hadith. But I want to emphasize the fact that. The days of hajj according to our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the one who's your role model and mine, the one who came to show us how to be a Muslim, how to do every ibadah, how to live on this act in this dunya to gain maximum value out of your ibadah, our Nabi showed us that it's six days of hajj. Yes, you have the option to choose whether you want to go early if circumstances, you've been given that option, if circumstances is uncomfortable. But if you are going for hajj, and this is the reason why, then it is very uncomfortable to know that you can consider the way. Yeah, ma, ik moet terug, me me weg. She had had your liver, and she made that consideration. Who can she no go for hand play after Mackani, or for feet after So, so, what, what is the reason for rushing? What's the reason? Especially, there is no reason for you to be in Cape Town before other judges. Uh, 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 is that the objective? Then you lose out. You lose out completely. But if we see this happening all the nights, it's, it's so rampant, so 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 everybody rushing off from me, getting away from it. And yet the next day, this the space is open, you can go right up to the Jamarat, you can pelt freely. And just adding to that day, if we listen to the words of Allah in the Holy Qur'an, Allah you ask ourselves subhanak. Allah calls it for those people who want extra taqwa.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But imagine this is a moment of extra taqwa for you in iba, in the ibad of Hajj and you can stay over the next day. Lima mm-hmm. man Says Allah Ta'ala, Allahu Akbar. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go into details as this. I just wanted to emphasize the essence of our Nabi's doing this Hajj. After that that third day when the Nabi sallallahu alaihi did the, the third pelting, the Nabi turned back to Mecca. Where the Nabi did not stay long. Makkah but went to do the tawaful al He returned that day, he stayed over till the next day and then he did the Tawaf al-ifadha. Subhanak wa oh, I'm, t- I'm sorry not Tawaf al I made a mistake. Tawaful al The Nabi did the Tawaf al the Tawaf of departure. Yes. When the Nabi left Makkah, the completion, if anybody <coughs> performs sahaj, the Tawaf al-widha uh, um, ought to be done. And the Nabi did that Tawaf and went off to Medina again. Sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and thereby this hadith of jabir comes to an end to show to us how the nabi muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasalam, has performed the issue of this hajj and the scholar says from this hadith there's so many valuable lessons that we can learn but i haven't gone to the extent of 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 of, of um, unravelling those many good things out of it, I thought because our time doesn't allow us, I just felt that it's a necessity for each and everyone who wants to perform the Hajj. If for that matter, Allah in His capacity, which has made farth upon you and me, if He gives us a role model to show and to teach us how the Hajj must be done, is it not imperative that we ought to know if we want to perform the Hajj, what this role model has done and how He has done it? Specifically, this is what we wanted to do with this Hadith. And may Allah grant us, and there's many more ahadith that we will deal with, also as we go along. But we are, often Inshallah, have to look at what we call the the act of Hajj, and how she, what is the arkan of that ibadah, what is the rules and regulations with it, and how do we impl- implement implement that to the best of our ability. And if anything is important in the history of Hajj, then the most important is of the history of Hajj is the Hajj of our Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Mm -hmm. because he's our role model. And if you and I want Allah to grant us a Hajj Magbul and Mabroor, which is the objective of Hajj, Mm. then O Allah, grant us to be able to recognize that through the very tariqah of the Hajj of our Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Mm
0: -hmm. InshaAllah. We're going to go for a break very quickly, Sheikh. So we go for that break right now. And when we come back, Sheikh will continue on this very um, inspirational
1: topic. The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM stereo.
0: My radio station, your radio station. Radio station, the voice of the Cape. Welcome once again to our uh, program this evening with our honorable and beloved Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams, and sharing with us that um, the journey to Hajj and before the break. Um, exploring and also substantiating quite extensively on the hadith of Jabir um, And um, very inspirational as well And as we say, this journey, not only physical, but highly spiritual as well So we'll allow Sheikh to once again continue And uh, inshallah, Sheikh will be with us up until the hour of nine, inshallah
1: Shukran, Assalamualaikum <laughs> warahmatullahi wabarakatuh I want to I, I want to wanna mention a few things that actually happened with the Nabi on Arafah if you do not mind uh, uh, yeah. uh, because we're dealing with the ahadi right um <coughs> now, now now one of the things that happened with the Nabi sallallahu alaihi sallam on Arafah is the Nabi sallallahu alaihi sallam went into extensive adhkar went into in extensive adhkar about on Hajj right? uh, on, on on Arafah especially with Allah wa Ta'ala Um, Some of the ahadith that day is available, one of the uh, uh, sahaba, which in actual fact performed the hajj again later on, in years later, met up with another sahabi on Arafah, and the two of them has performed the hajj together that second time. When they performed the hajj and the one was spending his time in certain things and the other was doing certain other things, the first one said to the second one, when he saw that the day came to its close, he said to him, our Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam has been this day of Arafah, been very busy in ibadat, And he said that the best form of dua is a dua of
2: Arafah.
1: Mm-hmm. And that dua, Allah will grant you the khair and barakah of that dua, whatever you make for that. Subhanak la hawla wa la illa billah. Because he saw his other brother busy in Ibadah, but not making dua. He was not calling unto Allah in, in like what, what... So the one was concerned about the dua and so and after he heard, the second one heard, the first one having to present that to him, he responded and said to him, if you do not mind, I've also been on hajj with the Nabi sallallahu wasallam And I've heard the Nabi sallallahu wasallam said, whosoever spend their day of Arafah in connection with Allah, in ibadah with Allah as dhikr, in pondering, in reflecting In spending, in making an introspection of himself On that day in front of his Lord And begging and pleading Allah and, But glorification, mostly More glorification than having to look at himself And he glorifies Allah will grant him, he says Our Nabi said Allah will grant that person The value of his adhkar that he has made Plus the value of all the du'a of everybody that's on Arafat that day with him. Allahu Akbar. So, what we see the scholars speak to us on this hadith, they say to us, this hadith wants to encourage us to not forget the importance of du'a, but to be able to realize that we are in an ibadah. We, we've already had the processes of our, of, of of Makkah and the... Uh, tawaf and uh, the around the Kaaba to be able to to link with Allah in so much of the, of, of of connection through through begging and praying to Allah mm-hmm. The day of uh, the day of Arafa is a day of meeting Allah ourselves. It's a personal meeting with our Lord. It's an intimacy with Allah, mm-hmm. and you need to imagine you get your 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 uh, somebody that was gonna do everything for you. A student, you want to open up your heart and, and show this person who you are and have an intimacy, you might never get this opportunity again. Yes. Because Hajj in reality is the meeting with Allah. Hmm. And it's meeting with Allah as if you meet another person on a level more superior, but through the spiritual side. It's not a physical meeting, but you will go through physical processes where your body will sense and feel certain things around you. But it's because of your spiritual and your heart, your spirituality and your mind's development and relationship with Allah and your reason for putting adhkar on your tongue and in your heart and in your mind that brings about this type of relationship to be able to bring that closeness with Allah and if according to the hadith, according to the Nabi, the Sahabi says if for that matter, if you spend your time in only glorification to Allah that day then Allah Ta'ala would grant you the reward of your adhkar Plus the reward of the du'a of all the people that has been on Arafat that Allah. day, between three to five million people's Allah. du'as. Allahu Allah Akbar. Ya Rabb. Sure. Allahu Akbar. Subhanakla. Any other
0: gathering like that.
1: There, there, isn't, there isn't a moment in our total life. Mm-hmm. And thus I could say this. I probably want to mention this for the benefit of our khujajda, That Arafah is the shortest day of the life of any person who wants to be able to find value. Of Haeberda, you mm. have to make use of that opportunity. It is the shortest day in the life of anybody. Mm-hmm. Now, if you know it's going to be the shortest day, which means you've got to structure your day so well mm-hmm. to maximize the value, and to see that every second becomes valuable, because you could be spending it in, 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 in futile, uh, futile things, mm-hmm. unnecessary things, mm-hmm. and yes. Shaitan is doing everything to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. It is the day when Allah Taala offers us; He guarantees us forgiveness. He is not begging of us to be able to beg of Him for forgiveness that day. Not that we shouldn't. You and I, as a slave by nature, feels the negativity of our faults and errors, and we ask Allah for forgiveness. But we we spend our, our, so much time with ourselves. And here we have an opportunity to speak about Allah, mm-hmm. and Allah wants us to be able to do that because He expects us to be able to have an intimacy with Him. Subhanak la hawla illa billah. And la It seems that um, when, when, when our people feel that they they no longer do of no longer so, they can begin loop of they mind. ibadah. And that's nothing. The opportunity of Arafah starts at the waktu of Zawal from after, seconds after the waktu of Zawal right up till Fajr the next morning. So right through the process of that, if you are still keeping yourself connected to Allah, Allah is still connected to you. Mm-hmm. And may Allah grant our judge to come to understand and see this greatness. Mm-hmm. And we look and we see how the Nabi Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam have done this and how he's enacted the processes of those things and that you and I strive to do that, right? Mm-hmm. You and I and no alim, no sheikh, no mowla, no, no mufti, none of the awliya, none of the salihin can ever, ever, ever reach to the extent of our Nabi Muhammad Salam. Salam. in being the example to us in everything that we do. Mm-hmm. And especially more so when our Nabi said to us, Take from me your pattern of Hajj. Can Allah Ikrafiyala? Mark yala Hajjas yala. In the khi Hajj you Mark and so yala that yala exactly Hajj you exactly. in yala Now, Da Jamil used to say to me, when we were busy on this hadith, he said to me, Sheikh is amba sus ozi Hajj you do not sahmed the I said that is exactly what it does oh, that is with works. you. It yeah. makes you feel you on this Hajj of the Nabie. Yes. Now. Ya Rab, may Allah grant us to be able to be of those people when we listen that actually touches our hearts and that actually affects our lives, our lifestyles mm-hmm. and that we strive to be able to be the followers of this Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. We recognize him, we see him in our life Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and we see that he affects every split second of our life and he's, it is not possible for us to be a Muslim ever, Nobody's possible to be Muslim without this Nabi. Mm. And here, when he gives us the opportunity, when he says, please take note of me, <coughs> what's he trying to say to us? Even though he repeats it a thousand times over to say this impo- how important that is, he wants to say to us indirectly, there's going to be in the last hour so many reasons why people are going to be there. So many other formats that they're going to do it from. May Allah protect us, yeah, but those of you who want to obtain Hajj Makboor and Mabroor, who wants to come out successful out there, strive your utmost best to be able to understand that Hajj of the Nabi sallallahu and see that we implement that so that we can get, because only through him, yeah. not through the way of anybody, not through the way of any great sheikh or maulana or mufti, yeah. Or, 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 or personal or judge or whatever it is, no great thinker will ever be able to grant us that our hajj becomes a Hajj and Mabrur, except that Hajj of the Nabi Muhammad yes. and whosoever sallallahu alayhi wa sallam follow that pattern of the Nabi Muhammad. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. May Allah grant us to be all of us to be amongst those people who strive and if we didn't, wasn't there yesterday? It wasn't that we didn't have the depth and understanding. We make the intention of Allah grants me again, o oh Allah forgive me for my shortcomings, that I would strive to want to see that I perform that Hajj according to our Nabi Sallallahu <laughs> Alaihi Wasallam that <laughs> hajj be a hajj makbul and hajj insha'Allah. Inshallah. Uh, I've mentioned that two things of, of, of what I felt that is important for us through the process of what has happened on Arafah. Mm. And for, unfortunately, when we come to the ayat later on, we will see certain things. One thing comes clear. No way in the Quran hmm. does Allah mention anything of what must be done on Arfa. There's not a single thing mentioned in the Quran by Allah as to what must happen on Arfa. Subhanak, because Allah has sent this Nabi to show us what must be able to do. Hmm. I repeat again. Allah in the Holy Quran doesn't mention a single thing as to what must happen in Arafat, except for the fact that Allah says, Fa'eitha a fattu min arafat. When you come from Arafat and you go to Muzdalifa, then Allah then tells us what must happen on Muzdalifa. Hmm. Allah says then and when you go from Muzdalifa and you travel from where the people are travelling, you will then land up in Mina and then Allah tells us what must happen in Mina hmm. Allahu Akbar, Allah tells us certain things. Amongst the many other things that our Nabi has shown us, mm. Allah mentions to us. But Allah doesn't mention to us what must happen and what must when we get to Arafah. No. Allah left that for us to be able to take from the matter of our Nabi <laughs> and us. If our Nabi <laughs> says to us, Al-Hajj Arafah, that Arafah, the day of Arafah, that is the core of Hajj, mm. the pinnacle of Hajj, mm. the main and the central theme for hajj is that that the role to be able to get to hajj, to Arafah what is it Arafah? that moment when the person who has invited us says I'm going to have a one to one meeting with you I've invited you to my parlor I've wanted you to be able to enjoy whatever there is in my parlor but I'm giving you this opportunity where I'm going to come out and meet with you one to one and I'm going to sit and be personal with every one of you Wow! this is Allah, O Lord now Allah is there all the time,
2: no.
1: but Allah gives us the special moment to the extent of our Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam saying to us, Allah go to boast and brag with the Malaika. Oh. We are saying, and Allah will ask the Malaika, um, uh, these people it's all here, why are they here? Isn't Allah well aware? Mm. Very very well. But Allah draws the attention of the Malaika to be able to let them understand. And then Allah says, but, but these people, why? Why are they here? What are they doing here? Then Adam Malaika would say, Oh Allah. The Malaika understands the Lord. But they will still go about to say, Oh Allah, these people came from far and wide. With their weaknesses and their shortcomings and their faults and their errors and the excess of sins, they know that they have sinned, they've been disobedient to you, Allah. They've strived to be able to be on your path. They came to find your mercy, O oh, Lord. Allah says, okay, is that the fact why they came here? Now doing that, Allah does it specifically on Arafat to be able to draw the attention of the Amlaika. If that is the case, say to them these things. Go to them and inform them, says the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Allah says, go to them and inform them, ya Say to my slaves, all of them, I have given them Total forgiveness. I've cleansed this slate in totality. I've removed every stain from it. It's absolutely clean, completely shining bright. There is no fault, no error in their life, as if they never ever sinned in their life. Allah Akbar. That's nothing. The mercy of Allah is that great, sister. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And Allah says to malaika, "Inform them. Not only will I cleanse them." But if you have come from that far To beg me for forgiveness Not for you only But for every other person Whoever you call upon I will also take that person And set him clean Mm. I will completely clean that person Allahu Akbar Mm. May Allah grant us to be of the Muslim Ummah Who appreciate the great (coughs) favors of our Lord Who understands how merciful Allah is Mm. And that we strive then to be able to obtain Of all a Hajj which eats Maghbul and Mabroor. Mm. I'm trying to be able to implement this into the life of our minds, of our people, mm. that many of us are impatient. I'm going to Makkah because I'm going for forgiveness. Mm. We, 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 we somewhat miss it. The, the reason why you and I go to Makkah is to meet up with Allah. It is to be in Allah's company. It is through that process of being in Allah's company that we obtain Hajj Maghbur and Mabur. That is the objective. The forgiving of sins, maulana, is a given, a guaranteed fact. Because Allah forgives the Muslim Ummah when we look at one another and we smile. Mm-hmm. When we say Assalamu alaikum, then Allah forgives our sins. When we take wudu, then Allah forgives our sins. When we make salah, then Allah forgive our sins. When I visited my family, Allah forgives my sins. Allahu Akbar. When I do a good deed to another brother of mine or a sister of mine, or I just have a good heart or making dua for my brother, this is Allah forgive me my sins. And when I beg Allah for something that Allah, I want in my dua, and I beg Allah, and Allah don't give me the first thing Allah does, Allah forgive me my sins. Allah says, before I can give you that, I need to cleanse you worthy of what you need to ask me. Allahu Akbar. There's so many aspects of Allah forgiving our sins But all of them, all of them is a hope mm. The only time when our du'as is a guarantee Accepted as, uh, Not that du'as The only time when there's a guarantee Acceptance of forgiveness in totality Is the moment that we perform a hajj For the sake of Allah ta'ala. And that's nothing Mawlana. If the person have been for hajj That does not mean his hajj is makbool and mabroor but what what guarantee is for sure? His sins is forgiven, if he asks Allah for forgiveness, or even if he doesn't ask Allah for forgiveness, because the very fact that he is there, the only gift that is, the from Africans that is a pashala that day, it is the most expensive commodity that becomes the cheapest commodity that day. The cheapest. What I mean by the cheapest, it is so freely available in abundance. Allah doesn't give it to the people that's on Arafah. But if they ask, O oh, Allah, forgive every member of this ummah. Allah forgive the weakest one of them. Be merciful upon all of them. O oh, Allah, the greatest sinners of all of them, who has been alive, that has been worshipping you, Allah, and recognize you as your Lord, forgive them. This, then Allah forgive that person. <laughs> Allahu Akbar. Mm. Subhanak. That is I'm sorry that I, I'm, I'm taking to this extent, but I believe that we need to understand this. As the core purpose when you and I go for Hajj. Mm. If you say you are focused on your Hajj, it means you recognize I'm here to meet up with Allah. And everything that you do initially when you go into your tawaf and you do your umras and all that is not to be able to impress anybody. But to be able to have an impression very, very strong on the, on my Lord. Mm. And that, that, that my Lord recognizes me. Mm. And that... I recognize the fact that my Lord has brought me here, but I need to set an impression on my Lord for the fact that I show appreciation for the fact that my Lord has granted me this great opportunity to get to the extent, not only to throw out that Kaaba, not only to drink of that Zamzam, not only to be at that Multazam, but to be granted the opportunity on the day of Arafah to be in the presence of that great moment. We see the greatest and the glory of that and recognize that it is through that, that Allah is going to grant us a hajj to be hajj makbulun yeah. maburur and that everything prior to that must be a build up to that moment. Mm-hmm. So that if I know, I recognize, I'm going to meet up with Allah, that I strive to be able to work towards that, mm-hmm. that moment Allah grants me a hajj and ma Allahumma amin. Allah
0: the time has just passed so by so quickly. It's a minute to nine right now. Say very shukran and jazakumullah khairan for our beloved sheikh. Ibrahim Abrams once again exploring the world of hajj and also taking us not only a physical but a deeply spiritual journey. Indeed it was. The, the hour flied by so very quickly. We asked uh, Allah to preserve and protect our sheikh grant him long life inshallah to accept all the efforts that he has been done in how he's serving the community for years and years alhamdulillah i definitely as a child learned so much uh from our honorable that has blessed <laughs> um rather it has inspired our community for all those years alhamdulillah we were so fortunate indeed we still are um, we come to the conclusion now so much more we need to say and want to say but, but I use standing by, and um, that will be happening now very soon, inshallah. So, I have to greet you, myself, Aslam Qasim. Shukran, very much for joining us for Talking Points. I'll speak to you once again tomorrow evening, inshallah. So, have a blessed evening from myself and our Sheikh, inshallah.
1: Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.
0: alaikum Assalamu alaikum wa, wa barakatuh to you as well, inshallah.